listening to Hamilton Shot by Shot. I'm your host, Brian. I'm your co-host, Rose. Today we're reviewing the song... Right Hand Man. All right. This is a pretty big one, right? Mm-hmm. What do you know about this one? Well, I know it's about how they're doing in the war, and they're not doing too good. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and uh, whose is the right hand man, and who is he right hand man to? Well, the right hand man is the main character in this, uh, Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton, and he's right hand man to George Washington. Excellent, and yeah, so that's a big. Uh, we got a big debut, big debut this episode. Mm-hmm. We get to meet George Washington. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you say we go through the song? Okay, you can start. Okay, well, you know what? There's something that I just realized that we should be doing, and so we're going to start it here. Eight songs what? into it, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've looked online, and, and since we're kind of reviewing the Disney Plus version. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the bad words in it. Well, true. That's fine. <laughs> um, I figured let's tell everybody where the timestamp, if they want to jump right to this song, is if they're watching it. So if you want to watch this, this song starts at 24 minutes and 11 seconds. And it's approximately 5 minutes and 30 seconds, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. That seems about right. Now, what we do see right away is we see the king, you know, from last song, uh-huh. just kind of walking away. Uh, as as the the people we've uh, known to love so far uh, kind of show up singing very sad and quiet, and they show Angelica, don't they? Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a chorus of of talking about how many troops are in the harbor, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Thirty two thousand. Yeah, and uh, British Admiral Howe's got troops on the water. Thirty two thousand troops in New York Harbor. They repeat that a few times. Very... Going to get copyrighted. Well, we're not actually singing it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> um, do you think George Washington worried about copyright? No, he told the British to go throw his tea in the <laughs> harbor. <laughs> I'll throw yeah. that copyright right in the harbor, right? <laughs> All right. Now we're definitely getting copyrighted. <laughs> For sure. Even if we didn't do anything. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they're just talking about basically being surrounded and New York is surrounded. Mm-hmm. And then Hamilton mm-hmm. comes in. And he starts his rise up part of the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, basically he's describing what he wanted to do about rising up. Yeah. All right. So as a kid in the Caribbean, he wished for a war. Right. Um, he says as a kid in the Caribbean because he grew up in Charlestown, not Charlestown, South Carolina. Charlestown um, on the island of Nevis, which Charlestown is the capital of Nevis. Oh, excellent. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, nope. Okay, great. Well, so he's talking about being a kid and poor as a... Mm-hmm. Rose just stated. Yeah, so he's, he's like, if, if, if they tell my story, he's either going to have to die in Battlefield or rise up, you know, live and rise up out of his station, basically. Um, so he wants a command. And, of course, the chorus keeps going, rise up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of a reoccurring thing throughout the whole show, isn't it? The whole yeah. rise up thing. Yeah. yeah. So he understands it's really the only way to go above his station is either die a martyr or rise up above his station. Exactly. Like, you know, use, use war to advance his, where he is in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Bert comes in and I, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I don't, is this the part? Yeah. Did, is I think, did I kind of gloss over the part where they're talking about, there's only one man that could lead us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of the, the, the four characters that we meet. 
you know, in Storia tonight, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're um they're basically saying there's really only one man, and then that's when Burr comes in and he starts kind of being like a almost like a greatest showman. He's doing the the introductions, shall we say? Mm-hmm. And so here He's he comes, like the narrator throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, exactly, and definitely, definitely leading, uh, uh, not leading, definitely introducing uh, the man of the hour, the man of the song. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, and people are like, here comes the general, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, general admission, general, no, no, not general admission. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, the pride of Mount Vernon. And he's like, George Washington. Okay. This is an obvious fact, but maybe some people didn't know this. Burr calls Washington the pride of Mount Vernon because he grew up and died in Mount Vernon. Oh, very good. Yeah, that's great. That 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 was his estate. I I saw somewhere that I forget when he inherited. He inherited it from his father, I think. But I think the family themselves got Mount Vernon in like the 1600s. Oh. Yeah, like like 1690 or something like that. I I didn't I didn't write that down, but it was something I came across when I was looking. In fact, I went to uh, Mount Vernon. I think it's like down to work or something. Um, that kind of gives some history of George Washington and and talks about the place. Mm-hmm. So, dramatically, in comes George Washington, played by Chris Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's got his back. Christopher Jackson. Christopher Jackson. Very mm-hmm. good. Thank you. He had his back to the crowd, and then once they announced George Washington, he comes in. You know, quite quite authoritative. We are outgunned. What? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Outmanned. You know, and, and I, does he draw a sword? I can't remember. I think he draw. He, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, Chris Jackson uh, plays George Washington. I think, um, let's see, he he's only in his early 40s, but I, I feel like he's a really good, um, like, a commanding presence, I think, to play George Washington compared to the rest of the characters. Yeah. He seems older than all of them, even though he's probably just barely older than them, but <laughs> he just, he seems like... Um, like, again, a commanding presence, mm-hmm. you know, as he demonstrates by just coming in with his, you know, singing about what they need to do. But he um, he made his debut in Broadway in uh, 1997 as an ensemble member of the um, Disney's the, the Lion King. Oh, yeah, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, on Broadway. And then he eventually uh, worked his way up so that he ended up playing the role of Simba. Oh. So he started out just like a background guy, you know, just one of the many players for many roles and not that he was Simba, pretty pretty important part. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he went on to perform in leading roles on Broadway musicals. Um, he was in the Bronx Bombers and um, something called Memphis. And he ended up uh, working on uh, playing Benny in uh, in in the Heights. That mm-hmm. was another Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. song. I've uh, heard of that, but I've never watched it. Right. Well, it's it was a seems pretty good. I might watch it at some point. Yeah, exactly. They just made a movie of it. It was a Broadway play first mm-hmm. so and yeah. i think he's in the movie too i think he has a brief i don't know how much what he plays they'll make hamilton into a actual movie i, I really hope they do yeah i yeah. hope that too until uh, for now we have this though mm-hmm. um yeah, this is still good and he was uh, he was nominated for a tony award for uh best feature actor in a musical which uh i think is well deserved mm-hmm. uh, he, and he actually worked on uh he worked with miranda again or I don't know if it was before this or actually after. I think it was before this. He was in Moana, mm-hmm. and it was, we've I think we've already discussed. Lin Manuel Miranda did the music for Moana, Moana. and 
uh, he actually played the singing voice of Chief Tui, which was Moana's father. Mm-hmm. I think the actor, I forget, is Tamora Morrison, I think, played the voice, which is Boba Fett, yeah. to, for all the other Disney Plus <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. people, um, but but Christopher Jackson did the singing voice. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, as much as I like Tamora Morrison, I don't know if he has quite the beautiful voice that Christopher Jackson has. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, so we get in back to, you know, Washington, um, talking about how he's going to need a right hand man. They got to take a stand. Boom, boom, boom. We hear a lot of cannon fire mm-hmm. from the crowd. <laughs> yeah. The crowd is doing that. They also do a little thing where they're like, yacht or a buck, buck, buck. I think that's supposed to be um, like shooting. Shooting. Yeah. yeah. I think Gun that's shots. what it is. But he's like, he, he kind of breaks it down. He's like, can I get real for a second? <laughs> Which I think is funny. He's like, look, uh, I'm a, what do you say? I like just this little line venerated Virginia veteran. That's a very nice alliteration right there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's basically saying, look, they're putting me up on a pedestal, but, you know, how am I supposed to defend, uh, you know, America with kind of what I got going on here? And we're, we're kind of in trouble with the cannons firing us from the from the British. And he's like, we got to stop the bleeding uh, as the British take Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. so I looked up a little bit about the Battle of Brooklyn to kind of get an idea when this maybe takes place. So the Battle of Brooklyn began on August, August, August. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking it took place in Boston. Uh-huh. All right. Battle of Brooklyn took place in August. Um, it started on August 27th, 1776. Wasn't the Battle of Brooklyn called the Battle of Long Island? I think that's what it was called. Oh, it may be. You might be right. I think, if I remember correctly. Okay, well, possibly. I could be wrong. Some some homework for our our listeners. They can look it up themselves. <laughs> this is supposed to be entertaining, not uh, informational. It's, Wait, it is supposed to be informational. Sorry. Educational entertainment. Yes, that's that's what I should have said. But don't but don't quote us on actual hard facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. We yeah. are not liable if we tell you something wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, don't sue us. Now, actually, this uh, the. Battle of Brooklyn was the first military engagement following the adoption of the Declaration of Independence in July 1776. Lord Sterling led a regiment of 400 Maryland soldiers against 2,000 British forces uh, against Cornwallis, basically. And it was at the Old Stone House. They, uh, the Marylanders, they fell, they regrouped, they attacked again, uh, but they just their losses were too much. They had, they had a surrender, actually. Cornwallis said that uh, Sterling fought like a wolf. Oh. Yeah, so he was, I guess he, you know, it's a pretty good compliment, mm-hmm. you know, hard fought victory. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, you know, the, basically the British took um, took Brooklyn. They killed or captured about a thousand Americans and occupied Brooklyn and Manhattan for about seven years till the end of the war. They did fail to capture Washington, though, at this time and his army because he fled across the East River to fight again another day. So. That's what, and we kind of get into that with this song about where he's like, I must divide my forces and basically flee. Yeah. <laughs> so Knight takes Rook um, and he's back down. We're out gun. We're out man. Boom, boom, boom. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need a right hand man. That's kind of a reoccurring theme on this song as well. So then here comes Hamilton and Hercules Mulligan again. Mm-hmm. Hamilton's kind of just giving us a, a rundown of how poorly the war is going right mm-hmm. now. 
Yeah. Uh, but I think what's funny is every time he says something, Hamilton Mulligan goes, brah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which again, I'm not sure what the, if that's supposed to be gunfire or if he's just like, yeah, raw, right think, on. I think like both. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when, you know, my uh, other co-host, um, Perry from my other show is like, raw, you know, because we were both Marines. Raw. Like, ooh, raw, raw. Like every time you say something, raw. So he's like, brah. What? I'm not a Marine. I uh, get it. Okay, that's fine. Moving on. Um, so he says we got to take a stand, and uh, he's there. Um, he said, let's steal their cannons, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so Hamilton did steal some British cannons. Yes, that is the truth. Okay. Do you know when he did that? Um. Right, yeah, August you're looking at my notes. Seventeen seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, because I think I was laughing over you. August twenty-third, seventeen seventy-five. Right. So, does that sound like August twenty-seventh, seventeen seventy-six? Yeah, kind of. So, yeah, mean, it's a whole year later. Year, but same month. Well, it's a whole year earlier, right? Yeah. I said later, but yeah. So basically, you know, so this is what we've talked about. I think in other episodes where, like, the facts are there, but they're kind of mashed together mm-hmm. to fit a narrative mm-hmm. you know yeah. so this happened before yeah you know the, but but we want to make a nice concise story so it makes more sense you know to put it all together so i'll get into what the heart of oaks is but basically uh under maybe later in the episode but yeah the heart of oaks which hamilton was a part of were instructed by continental captain john lamb to join his forces and to try to steal some cannons on the southern tip of manhattan and Basically, um, Hamilton was recommended by Major General Alexander McDougall. Uh, he was the New York Provisional Congress appointed. Uh, he, he basically appointed Hamilton as captain of the artillery based on his performance in stealing these um, cannons. And I guess I guess Hercules Mulligan, I didn't put this down, but there was a little bit about him like forget, like he was scared of the cannon fire or the shootings and he left his gun behind and Hamilton kind of teased him about it. There was, there was some sort of story about that that Mulligan tells later in life. Um, but this was the first time that Hamilton became an officer. He was a point, you know, he was he basically became a captain and he was placed in charge of the very cannons that he helped capture <laughs> with his college buddies, basically. <laughs> um, so again, boom goes the cannon. Watch the blood in the beep spray. <laughs> this is not a PG movie, so this is not a PG podcast. Right, but it's <laughs> I just self censored. Um, they're banding in Kitts Bay, blah blah blah, and we got to run to Harlem. We can't afford another slip. So the landing at Kitts Bay. I got some more notes about <laughs> Kitts Bay. Kips Bay was a British amphibious landing, uh, speaking of Marines, but this would be Royal Marines this time. I don't know if they're actually Royal Marines, but, you know, whatever. Um, but it was during the Campaign of New York. Uh, it was in September 15th, 1776, so after the, ba- you know, the Battle of Brooklyn that mm-hmm. I, we just talked about. Yeah. It was on the East River. Um, and anyways, the operation was a British success. It forced the Continental Army to withdraw to Harlem Heights. Basically, the lower half of the island of New York was, you know, under British control. Oh. So, uh, and then, of course, that's what we talked about already. Washington is talking about divvying up his forces. Um, he's talking about mass mutiny. How and This is where he's like, how am I supposed to defend? Uh, you know, I just basically need some assistance. And in walks Burr. Burr's mm-hmm. the man. Mm-hmm. 
He's he's got to be the right hand man, right? He just walked in. Oh well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so I found out a little something about uh, Burr. So Burr was actually on Washington's headquarters staff. I didn't know that. Um, Congress authorized a secretary and three assistants for um, Washington. I think it was three, and Burr was one of them that was cho- you know picked mm-hmm. to be on on his staff, his headquarters staff. And this was in the early summer of 1776 uh, because he was a one-time aide to Colonel Benedict Arnold. Hmm. Are you familiar with that name at all? A little. Do you, all right. Well, tell me what you know about Benedict Arnold. Not much. Okay. Have you ever heard somebody being called a Benedict Arnold? No. All right. Benedict Arnold at one point. Uh, wait. Ah, uh, wait. Go ahead. Wasn't he on the American side, but then he uh, left to be on the... On the British side? That is correct. Yeah. And that is why people consider you, if you betray them, a Benedict Arnold. Yeah. I don't think it's used enough anymore. Not I've enough. I've never heard anybody say that. Right. It used to be a little more common phrase. But yeah. So, but Benedict Arnold, while he was a uh, American officer, I think did a pretty good job. So anyways, yeah, he was an aide to camp, which basically meant he was more or less a secretary to uh, Benedict Arnold at one time. But. Then he's on Washington's staff. So he said, hey, uh, Mr. President, well, not, not President yet, Your Excellency. He's like, who are you? Spoilers. I'm Aaron Burr. Uh, permission to state my case. He's like, yeah, go ahead. A lot of rhyming going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, throughout this whole movie. Yeah. And he said, I was a captain under General Montgomery, which I think was true, but also he, like I said, he was an aide de camp for mm-hmm. uh, Benedict Arnold. I thought that was a little more interesting. I'm surprised, you know what? I'm surprised they didn't mention that because uh, that's, kind of fascinating but i do yeah. wonder if they didn't want to bring up the whole he's a traitor <laughs> but he kind of makes a a dig at washington talking about he's firing from a distance um this is kind of going to be a spoiler for later go ahead but um burr is a benedict Ar- benedict arnold okay uh state your case why do you say he is that well i kind of would be spoiling stuff go ahead it's fine Okay. Um, if you We're don't want spoilers, just, <laughs> just skip ahead. Skip ahead. Yeah. Um, well, he turns against Hamilton. Yeah. He betrays Hamilton. Okay. I, I see That's where you're I'm going. Saying. I see where you're going with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now they're allies. Yeah. Yeah. For now. Okay. Good. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he just says, uh, you know, I could offer some suggestions. Uh, kind of insults him again about, you know, I can, how about how, how showing Washington how to fight instead of fleeing. Mm-hmm. I don't think Washington really was paying him any mind when yeah. he's saying all that. And then he's like, oh, you, you wanted to see me. And he's like, Hamilton, come on in, buddy. <laughs> so he walks Hamilton. And then he's like, Burr, sayonara. <laughs> so long. Hit the road. Adios. Don't let the door hit you on the butt on the way out. <laughs> okay. He even says, close the door on your way out. He's mm-hmm. like, so Hamilton's like, uh-oh, what did I do? I'm getting called to the principal's office. Well, this isn't too important, but you skip the part where um, he's uh, Hamilton and Burr say, yeah, we keep meeting. Yeah, that's right. He goes, do you know Burr? Yeah, we keep meeting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that part. Because mm-hmm. that is, it happens throughout the whole movie. You know, mm-hmm. they keep running into each other. Uh, more or less, he says, I want you on my staff. And he's like, nope. <laughs> He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, because I know you stole the British cannons when we were still downtown. And as we stated, that's not when he did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he said, Nathaniel Green and Henry Knox wanted to hire you. 
Mm-hmm. And I actually saw a little stat that was talking about the founding fathers, and it said, after turning down offers to act as the aide-de-camp to General Sterling and Green. So actually, um, they didn't mention Knox in, in my little... Um, doesn't mean he wasn't offered by Knox, mm-hmm. but what I saw was Sterling and Green. He said, yeah, to be a secretary. Mm-hmm. There's a funny bit in the movie called I'm Gonna Get You Sucka," where everybody thought the guy was like, he was in the army and he was a big action hero and he has all these ribbons and medals on his chest. And they're like, well, what's this one for? He goes, oh, you a secretary. And he goes, I, he goes, well, what are all these badges for? He goes, well, this one's for typing and this one's for shorthand. <laughs> and he was all, all his medals were for doing silly, silly admin stuff. <laughs> My sister used to tease me about that when I was in the Marines because I was a, uh, an aide de camp, so to speak, for the colonel at one point for about six months. So she said, Oh, you a secretary. <laughs> and she you were in war. I was not in war. I didn't get the rise up. I didn't yeah. throw away my shot though when the colonel said, Do you want to come work for me? Huh? You didn't or you did? I, I did not. I went and worked for him. Oh. I said, I'm not going to throw away my shot. You actually said that. No, I did not. <laughs> I don't think that Hamilton movie based was out. this all on me. Actually, I mean not Hamilton. Lin Manuel Miranda was like, "I'm going to base this all entirely off this Marine who was just this aide de camp to." Uh, it wasn't even really a full aide de camp. I was a clerk. <laughs> I yeah, was, I was more everybody like, knows who you are. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and if anybody's listening, they might. I was closer to radar in Mash. I know that doesn't do any good to you, Rose, but. Right. Some listeners might get this one. I don't. <laughs> um, okay, so let's moving on. Enough about me. Uh, basically, yeah. you know, um, Washington is questioning Hamilton. He's like, look, I was like you as a kid. You want to die, you know, when I was younger, you want to die as a martyr? Yep. <laughs> he says, yes. And he's like, well, dying young man is, is you know, is easy. Living is harder. Mm-hmm. Which, Which, that doesn't make sense to me. Because if dying is easy... Wait, hold on. Let me think about that. You can talk. Never well, mind. anybody can just die, you know. And then, but life can be tough sometimes, especially when you're in the middle of battle, right? Anybody could yeah. die, you know. So there's a there's a saying from General George S. Patton in World War Two, World War Two, and he said, you know, something about dying. You know, people think it's glorious to die for your country, and he goes, "No, I don't want you to die for your country." I would. Well, he says, he goes, I want you to make the other poor, dumb SOB die for his country. <laughs> right? That makes more sense. Right. Well, so what Washington says to Hamilton reminds me of a line from the movie. Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to blank on it. The line from the movie um, Outlaw Josie Wales with Clint Eastwood. It's a Western about a civil war. Of course, if you know it, it has to have Clint Eastwood in it. Of course, he's one of my favorite actors, and this is one of the best movies he's ever done. Um, you know, it's like about a guy trying to make his way in the world after the Civil War ended. And he tells this one kid who wants to be a gunslinger, he's like, dying ain't much of a living, kid. <laughs> so, right? And then and then this guy named Bon Jovi went ahead and made a song called Dying Ain't Much of a Living for the Young Guns 2 soundtrack. <laughs> These are all things you need to know in life, Rose doesn't sound too important to me oh i disagree all right so he's like why are you telling me all this and he's like well he's like you know i'm not getting what i need what i needed from congress i really need somebody to help me and then it's where they're like i'm not gonna throw away my shot mm-hmm. so basically like the background 
Yep. Yeah, they're all kind of, it's like building up because he's making a decision. You know, Hamilton wants to fight. He wants to do this, but he realizes if I'm literally the right hand man to the man, Mm -hmm. you know, I can do a lot. I can rise up that way. I mean, yes, he wants the glory of battle, but he has a lot of power and a lot of control in being the, you know, the voice, the mouthpiece and the assistant to, you know, the guy running the whole show. Mm-hmm. So he's got some plans. He's going to get his buddies. You know, he mentioned he mentions Lawrence uh, Mulligan and uh, Marquise de Lafayette again, and he's like, "All right, we you know we need some spies." Yeah, go ahead. I realize you've been saying Lawrence and not Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence. yeah, Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence, Johnny Lawrence, yeah, <laughs> Johnny Lawrence, yeah. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's basically gonna, I'm going to you know organize your your information. Uh, you know, this is my new station, all that stuff. Rise up, rise up. Here comes the general, rise up. You know, mm-hmm. that repeats over and over again. Here comes the general and his right-hand man. Boom. Boom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I have for this. It's a long song, but it's a good song, and it yes. really sets the stage for what's going to go for the, ne- you know, like as far as the story um, going forward, really. Mm-hmm. Hamilton has a new job. Mm-hmm. And we have a new character who's going to be in it for for a, a while. Yeah, till the second act. Yeah, he's in the second act too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, looms large throughout the whole rest of the film, even even after he's not in it as much. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Um, oh, okay. Before we get into the fun facts, uh, how do you like the song? Well, I'm gonna say what I usually say. It's in the middle, but. Okay. More to I like it than I don't like it. I will say... It's catchy. It is catchy. Mm-hmm. What I will say, and this might be shocking, I think everybody loves My Shot. Mm-hmm. I think this is better than My Shot. Uh, I I have to disagree. Oh, that, that's that's valid. Mm-hmm. I, I know. I just like it. I, because I like George Washington. I, I like George Washington as a, as a man. Mm-hmm. I like Christopher Jackson as George Washington. Mm-hmm. I like the relationship going forward of Alexander Hamilton played by Lin-Manuel Miranda mm-hmm. and Washington played by Christopher Jackson mm-hmm. to me. I mean, this, I mean, this movie is all about relationships, mm-hmm. um, but I really like their mentor mentee relationship, yeah. almost like a father son. Yeah. Cause um, Hamilton doesn't like that though. No. <laughs> yeah. True. But I think he does. I think he, he does. He didn't say he does. Well, he says he doesn't. Yeah, true, true. But I think he. That's, that's what later, he later though. It's what he needed though. Mm-hmm. I think. Give him some focus. He didn't really have a dad um, when he was a kid. Right. His dad and, left. And I don't think Washington had any kids of his own. He he had stepchildren. Yeah. From, from his wife Martha. So, um, do you want to get into fun facts at all? Do you have anything for this? No, I actually do not. Today, you have fun facts. Ryan's fun facts, That's not right. roses. <laughs> not today. All right. Well, um, so I did mention that I would reference King's, um, sorry, the, uh, what did I call them? The uh, Hearts of Oak? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hearts of Oak. Yes. And sometimes it's called Hearts Oak. Well, basically, about 25 men from King's College formed their own militia during the Revolutionary War. Hamilton was one of them. Mm-hmm. Once the war began, they became known as the Hearts of Oak or Hearts Oak, and they and they began fighting for the cause. And as I said earlier, they got recruited to go steal, you know, help assist stealing the batteries. And that's mm-hmm. so there was like a bunch of college kids just like went and joined. <laughs> but militia, you know, they did they did militias back then a lot 
it was a little a lot different than how the army is organized today. Mm-hmm. So um, since this is a very uh, Washington focused uh, episode, and since this is a um, a new character we're meeting, we can go ahead and tell some facts about George Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was born on February twenty second, seventeen thirty two, in Pope's Creek, Virginia. Mm-hmm. He was uh, first his first career was as a surveyor. I think he, he surveyed the, the wilderness of uh, Western Virginia at one point. He uh, basically led troops during the French and Indian War, fighting alongside the British, because at that time they were British subjects. Mm-hmm. He also partook in one of the first battles that basically caused the French and Indian War. So he had his first elected position um, was in the Virginia House of Burgess, from, and, and he held that position from 1758 to 1776. Which I think is basically the local, the state legislature is what I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he married Martha Dandridge Curtis on January 6th, 1759. Oh. Yeah, so if he ever runs into Batman and Superman, he would be like, Martha, save Martha. I'm not a big fan of that stuff, as you are. <laughs> so I don't really get that. Okay, it's good. He was a very re- religious man. Mm-hmm. And he, appoint, he was appointed the commander of the Continental Army in 1775. He presided over the convention that drafted the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And he was inaugurated as the first president under the new Constitution in, on April 30th, 1789, mm-hmm. serving eight years, two terms. Yes. And it's stated that he basically won unanimously each time, which I believe. And he died December, was it, I actually I don't know if I wrote that correct. It's either September. Yeah. Um. I'm going to kind of uh, pick on you for a minute. So your notes, uh, say, which are up on the screen, say December 1st, 1TH. I think it's supposed to be December 11th. I think I most mistyped. Yeah. So it's either December 1st or December 11th. I'm going to go with 11th, and that was a typo. 1799 at the age of 67 of a throat infection. That's young. Yeah, decently aged for that time. Mm-hmm. But yes, very young nowadays. Like I say to you sometimes, back then people either lived really young or really old. Right, right, exactly. He was raid, laid to raid. He was <laughs> laid to rest in his family tomb in the estate on Mount Verdon. I heard that he he had a fear of like waking up in his coffin because people thought he was dead. So he asked to be put out for like a week in case he woke up. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a fun fact. <laughs> See, yeah. you said you didn't have any fun facts, and that's the best one. I, I just did, thought of that. I didn't know that. That's interesting. No, um, I think that's true. I mean, I could just go on and on about why I think George Washington was the right man for the at the right time in history, mm-hmm. uh, but I I won't because this has been long enough. So yeah. <laughs> let's just say um, let's call it a day. If you don't have anything else, we just tell I everybody um, that you know if you need want to find us, join in the conversation, find us on social media. That will all be in the show notes link below. Mm-hmm. And at this time, thank you for listening to Hamilton Shot by Shot. As I just stated, you can find us in the notes below. (laughs) Bye. Bye. And his right hand man.